0: Man, I'm not going to lie. Having conversations weekly has been fun. And I don't even... I'm editing this, and this has been fun. Listening. So on to this week's conversation, we have, from Ottawa, Josh Lemoyne from the Step Over podcast. He's a great listen um, in terms of things that are happening on the local level, especially looking at Ottawa, looking at Athletico Ottawa. Um, he talks a little about how we got into covering it. But it's also a good look where we have conversations about what the national team success can have in effects in terms of local soccer, um, teams, players coming through. Josh is a great listen, Enjoy it. Um, I will warn you, we had a lot of fun talking about a lot of random stuff here. So this is a this is a hoot. I sound like a grandma when I say that. It's a hoot. But man, guys, and sit back, enjoy the pod, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Not a problem, but yeah. <laughs> We could go everywhere with this conversation. We could stick with. Absolutely. We, I honestly, you know what? Let's start with the basics of questions. When did a step over become like the idea and the concept in terms of putting it to pen the paper for that aspect?
1: Um, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, I guess there wasn't one like moment that was the genesis of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Um, I lived abroad for a few years. Um, I lived in, uh, Christchurch, New Zealand for a year and London, England for a year. Okay. Um, and then when I came back to Ottawa, um, and, uh, I wanted to get really properly, um, uh, like, like I came back at the time that, um, the Ottawa fury were, were just starting. Um, and, uh, um so they were playing downtown at which, or which is near downtown um but I was yeah working a living in the west end um you know like a half hour 20 minute half hour drive outside of downtown um and uh like nobody even knew that you know I was excited but no one that I knew even knew that we had a team um so uh, so I was like, well, I want to do something about this, you know. Like Ottawa has kind of had a bad rap for years as as a bad sports town, which which I think is unfair. I think we've I think it's a town that has had uh, enormously bad sports owners, which has kind of sank a lot of our teams. Um, I was like, well, what what like what small thing can I do to? kind of help get the word out um and there's a great local website like a a arts and culture website called apartment 613 yeah um that uh, is a really great community booster i'll say um and brings a lot of attention to um to things going on in ottawa um ottawa gets a lot of um people often call ottawa the you know the the town that fun forgot, but it's completely not fair you just it's just it's more of a city of secrets mm-hmm. and so if you don't know about them then yeah like you don't there's not a lot going on but there actually is it's just kind of like a lot of it's on the lowdown but um but websites like apartment six one three bring bring attention to it so I got in contact with them and and I was like i wanna I want to um write about the fury um and you know, just I figured if there's more content, then then more people will know about the team. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I, for several years, I was writing, uh, about the Fury, um, and through through the website, the website actually had um. Uh, a radio show with uh the with the, the university of ottawa okay. um you know like a weekly thing and uh the host of that was was moving out west and so there was an opening and they were like hey does someone want to want to take over this this radio show um and uh uh so a few people expressed interest myself included um and uh and uh the number of people that were hosting it kind of dwindled down to when it was just me. And so I became the host and producer of the show. Um, and uh, so I did that for several years and kind of gained this experience doing audio work. Um, and uh, and then after a few years, I had a child and I don't know if you have any kids, but uh, that takes up a lot of your time and I could not do a volunteer radio show anymore um, but after a little while I I kind of got the itch to like I, like I really enjoyed doing doing the audio stuff and I wanted to do, to do something um, and uh, my passion for soccer and uh, and this audio work kind of you know I thought okay a podcast is gonna be something um, that I think just makes a lot of sense I think that would that would really scratch my itch and um, the being associated with with apartment 613 really got my support local um uh, like that's where the support local angle comes from because the step over um is very much hyper yeah. ottawa focused um players from ottawa players who uh, may not be from here but have played in here uh, uh you know i've played yeah. in for clubs in the city um anyone who's had an influence on on the soccer culture within uh you know within the 613 um and uh, yeah, so that was kind of the genesis, um, uh, you know, kind of putting together my my audio experience with uh, with my support local mentality.
0: No, that works. Like, and that that's the, I did when I was in university, I worked for like, for a, a downtown BIA. So like the whole idea of working local in that aspect and like developing from within is something that's always ingrained with me, that aspect. And just the local aspect of, that's honestly the thing that i've been very curious to watch if you look at like the success that the national programs have had like what does that what effect does that have on the local following of the game right and i think for me i've i've had like my i've had my tinfoil hat since I've, it's been on ever since they announced it's not on ever right since now Rover's, no 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 it's it's quite quite a beautiful bald bald look app going on yeah. here. but yeah so I was just sitting there, and then all of a sudden, like, I started seeing, like, the people who were investing in the rovers, right? All of a sudden, like, Julian de Guzman's in the Really world, impressive. Like, yeah. And I was just like, what do they know that I don't know, right? And then I literally became, like, Charlie from It's Always Sunny. I'm Like, I'm connecting dots. of like, okay, if they're doing this, then, <laughs> then this is the thing. And then if that's here, oh, Becky's in it, too? Okay, cool. Becky's in it, too. So then, okay, there's something for the women's program. Okay, cool. Atiba? Uh, okay, he's 27. That's kind of, he has another 30 years. Um. Okay, so we're here. We're connecting dots. And then I was just like, and then League One announces we're doing pro-rel. I was like, what am I not seeing here? So, like, I concocted this giant theory where I'm just like, okay, okay. what's going to happen is League One, the Canadian soccer pyramid is going to add an additional level underneath the CPL and above League One. And what that level is going to be for is essentially to promote League One champions in another tier. So, you know know what? I've explained this to myself four times and to a mirror 17 times. So we're going to go through this right now. So this is the theory. So in that second tier, you have essentially, we're going to call it the championship, um, for lack of better words. Um, And the championship is for all the League One winners um, across Canada. Right are the top two. And then also you're going to create a little bit of a relegation zone for bottom performing teams of the CPL because you have mainly franchises there. You can't necessarily relegate them to the bottom. So you have to create this faux net where they can't go any further down than that championship level. They will always stay there. But teams can move up. So a league one team who starts can move up. So rovers can win their league and then eventually in a few years, they'll move up to that league. And then if they win that league, they move up to that next level. In order for it to work, you need an additional television deal. Um, So someone, uh, TSN Sportsnet, somebody out there needs to pick up the CPL and have it there. And then that championship league tier is primarily on one soccer or whatever one soccer becomes that way you put that there because essentially not every team can go from league one to CPL level. You need time and there are minimum requirements. So if your theoretical number say is you need a stadium that can house, let's say minimum six to 10,000 people, right? You want a tier and enough funding in that tier sure. where you can build up those programs that way. And now when you're adding those levels there, it, it creates that opportunity. So, You can still have the CPL looking for franchise opportunities, looking at Windsor, looking at Victoria, looking at uh, Brampton, Barrie, wherever you want to go, Montreal, because they need one desperately. And they can still do that, but then also give other teams the opportunity to, quote unquote, earn their way up. And with teams going up and down, players still have options in terms of you're still playing the league that's visible. But also, if a team, say like Edmonton, uh, sorry to be ragging on Edmonton, but if they're it's going so down, it, it really is. If they're Sorry, moving Edmonton. down, I really, I, I really like Edmonton. My, I'll be honest. Yeah, but that's, it is easy. My, my, fat before I was born, my family were out in Edmonton. Um, so yeah, I have nothing but good things to say for a land I've never really lived in. Um, but like you can, you can, if they have a bad year, you can sell their players off to the top tier teams. They could also look and say, hey, you know what, we need some cheap players. Hello, um. Toronto Nitros, we're going to take those guys, we're going to bring them up to our squad and play them in a championship level and you're going to have that. And I think this model can work if you do that and then it creates the perfect model for how you also want to expand and create the Women's League because you can have people looking for markets that work, but then also allow the infrastructure that's there already to move up and get itself promoted. So for people who really want to invest, they can do that because the thing that we've seen with the CPL is The communities that support their teams, like their environments are amazing. So you can either try to manufacture that or you can invest in the structure that's already there and allow that to move itself up. And then that way, now you have essentially a properly three tiered, technically fourth, if you look at the second division of League Ones. And then you have teams that are playing to move up to levels and you almost have
1: five really because there's going to be three levels of
0: League One. So that's true yeah that that's my working theory so i am I'm thinking in about three years they're gonna come up with a model for this after they've done Prorel in League one for a couple of years, and then that will be the model that they decide to work with but that that's I am saying it now, so when it happens, you can come and say I was right and ask me for lottery tickets in four years' time after you've listened to this.
1: But, it's being recorded, so people are going to be able to to go back to this and mm-hmm. say yeah yeah
0: he he did say that so I did. I did. Either he was right or he was way off. Tilly, what do you think about my tinfoil hat? This is what's happening that no one is seeing coming. Theory.
1: That's right, people. In two thousand twenty-six,
0: I know you're fighting for (laughs) World Cup tickets right now, but we know the future of the league right now. Yes, yes.
1: That's right. We're here predicting League One across Canada. Yeah, I like that. I really like. I'm. I'm actually really excited to see uh like how this league one ontario thing pans out mm-hmm. um because yeah i feel, i'm i am i am almost more excited for this than than uh than it was for the cpl just because of um the possibilities to kind of um encourage uh that investment in in infrastructure in in like smaller communities that i'm sure could support fully professional teams yeah you know and having that three that like three-tiered system where like um you know uh in the bottom tier it's it's community uh like it's you know the smaller teams that that don't actually have pro aspirations yeah. but then you have the upper two tiers for for teams that like want to make bigger investments mm. and um like i could see um so maybe to add on to your projections. So, people in two thousand twenty six. I hope you're listening. Um, you know, in a few years, you know, once they've gotten that pro rel thing going, um, maybe they look at increasing uh, the expectations to to uh, you know be in that top level of League One Ontario, or if League One BC or PLSQ start doing it, you know, if you want to be in that top tier, not only do you have to win, but you actually have to have a stadium that seats. Maybe they start with 2,000 people yeah. or something like that, you know, and, you know, uh, encourage that grass level fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start to see, you know, um, fan bases that are, I kind of see it as being kind of OHL, CHL mm-hmm. um, parallel, you know, because communities like Owen Sound yeah, uh, or... Peterborough, of course, you know, just like smaller communities can, uh, you can support uh, having several thousand people at a game. Um, so I could definitely see League One Ontario as being kind of like a summer parallel to the OHL. You know,
0: it could, and then and because of the geography of the country, it doesn't like that. That's the one thing that's always forgotten. Like, and was like, why can't we have like a full country pro? It's like we're not as compact as England. Okay. Flights in this country, yeah. Like there cost are money.
1: There are thirty professional teams in London. Yeah, because of course there can be. Exactly. You know? There's like what fifteen million people in 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 uh, you know in the London area, so everyone's got like uh, you know every club has a minimum of like half a million uh, mm-hmm. people as their fan base.
0: No, definitely, and then it's like, and you have that, then you compare that to get. It's like, yeah, I'd love to play Pacific every weekend. But if you're Halifax, it's like I, I don't want that plane ticket every week, please. Yeah. Thank you. Now imagine like a League One team having to do that. It's like let's let's just make that Quebec and the Maritimes, and then let's go like Ontario and Manitoba, and then or like
1: Southern Ontario. You know, <laughs> just kind of leave them to themselves and leave because Br- that's easy. Well, that's, oh, that's easy. easy.
0: Yeah, that's easy. Just leave Brampton. Yeah. Brampton Utes can just run everything at that point so like what are you going to that's do? just it yeah
1: yeah they can just run the show
0: honestly but yeah that is that is the exciting thing I think looking at the future also second tinfoil thing the new League one rebrand literally looks like the compass looks like the North Star that's missing from the CPL logo they fit into each other perfectly.
1: I'm positive that was on purpose though oh. it's all like it's all CSB right
0: yeah. The second that came out, I was like, it's happening, guys, it's happening, Charlene's Oh, car. so that's
1: all part of your tinfoil?
0: Literally. It can't <laughs> not be.
1: Like, there's a greater plan that you think is out there that, that we're just not privy to, and you're just connected, and you're just Charlie.
0: Oh, definitely, because why connecting else? Connecting those dots. You got to be, because when that started, I was like, oh, that has to be. This, this. Once the logos were out, I was like, I am Right. I am so right.
1: Uh, <laughs> Makes it, too much sense.
0: It does. I felt like a YouTuber who was trying to predict the show and was totally off.
1: <laughs> it was just like,
0: this is definitely <laughs> happening. Okay. Lorelai's ending up with this guy and it's going to, and it's like, oh, they're not. Oh.
1: Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started on Lorelei. Oh
0: no. Oh no.
1: Those Gilmores, I tell you. Oh,
0: they do stuff. They're. Uh, <laughs> they do stuff. <laughs>
1: Stars hollow. This is now becoming a Gilmore Girls podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. A conversation with Josh from the Step Over, where we talk about everything except for actual stepovers. Yeah, it's it's great. Love it.
1: Are you team Jess or are you team team Dean?
0: I'm always team Dean. I was always team Dean. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Who's
1: uh? Oh, Je- Jess is Luke's son, right? Or or uh, Luke's nephew, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm team. Yeah, I'm team Jess. That's I think that's what I'm going with.
0: That's fine. I was always a Dean. I just felt Dean was the best one. Anytime they add someone,
1: he was too good for her, though. He was too good for Rory. Rory, like, like that. Like the town loves Rory too much. They don't see her faults. Dean was too good for her.
0: I agree. I'm the person though. Like I, I always make this. I am usually that person always, but I always make this boy meets world uh, comparison where it's like. Did you watch Boy Meets World?
1: You know what? That's one that as uh, okay. It's it's not in my repertoire, unfortunately. That's I, it's, fine. And I'm I'm in the minority. I know that. Yeah,
0: you you yeah, we're like the same age, and like yeah, you you weren't ruined by Boy Meets World. Like girls, Disney ruined them. Like it's like on princess <laughs> princes everywhere. It's like no, no. Cory Topanga ruined the expectation for relationships for so many people. It's like you mean you mean she'll run a ab- back. She'll move away from the city her parents moved, and just be able to live with her principal. And love will win. That works. Oh, okay. Well, then why aren't you trying, Bethy? Like, why aren't you trying? Like, like like, you're moving, but like the principal is over there. Just try, man. Uh, No, but like, there's. I feel
1: like I need to do like a full like a full Boy Meets World watch, because there are so many pop culture references that just like fly over my head.
0: There are so many, man. But to give you... I forget what episode it is. There's an episode where it's, it's the infamous, like, the ski... There's the ski lift girl, where Corey meets a girl at the ski resort, and they're, like, perfect for each other, but he's supposed to be with Topanga. So it doesn't, so it's like, it ends and it creates, you know, typical like teeny bop drama where they're like, but you had to try. I was like, you are ungrateful. He had to know. But I was just like, that was the only time I ever looked at a character. I was like, look, topanga's great, but you should have been with, uh should have been with Ski Lip Girl because she, she fits you so much better. So I was just like, yeah, that's one I have fought many people on before. Again, a, a real nice deep dive into my personal <laughs> life here. I, <laughs> how did you start the africans which is also a funny story <laughs> well we were arguing about things and like man we this this podcast gonna be great we are 20 minutes in and we've talked about everything but hey tinfoil hats except
1: for, soccer almost yeah, almost
0: almost oh tinfoil hats then almost but no yeah. yeah i think that was kind of it's funny because like for you for me getting into this podcast was me and my friends that I went to school with, we all went through uh, the business communication program at Brock. So talking is something we do. By the way, fun fact: when I was at Brock, I told people this, and if you get it, it makes sense. And if you don't, I never okay. spoke to you again. I said, "Hi, okay. my name is Iquessi. Um, I'm studying business communications. I'm studying communication so I can learn how to talk good. If people understood it, you're smirking, which means you get it." <laughs> If they got it, it was like, we spoke. And there are people who just kept going. And I kid you not, I've never spoken to them again. So I'm like, it's just, <laughs> it's just there. It's just there. <laughs> oh, man. So I would do that. And that would be my opening for people. And people are like, why don't you talk to her? She's good. Like, she did the thing. It's like, what thing? She didn't see the thing. What thing? I told her I'm in communications to learn how to talk good. Oh, I see. Nah, it makes sense, makes
1: sense. So that's your line in the sand when you meet someone, eh? It
0: really was.
1: Man. That's your vibe check?
0: (laughs) It really is the vibe check, honestly. I was like, what do you want to do? You like do something awkward? No, just if she can get past that, she's earned at least three more conversations. And then from there, then we figure it out. But no, like we would always talk, like we would get together and we would just argue over all things sports. Like, and we would just talk and yell and argue. I'm the Canadian who happens to be from his parents are Ghanaian. And then my other friend, he's Kenyan. The other one is Gambian. So we're just arguing about, it's usually African conversation. So we're like, we're yelling about food and which African country is the greatest. You know how it goes. Um,
1: So (laughs) honestly, I don't, but but I'm going to go with
0: it. How? So one day we were just like, yo, we should just honestly start recording ourselves having conversations. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we did it. We couldn't figure out a name. So we, Said we'd be the Africans because you know we're Africans and we're Canadians, so the Africans, so it worked. Um, I won't lie, the first few weeks we were there, it was very awkward because it'd be like, Yeah, search us up on uh, on Spotify or Apple, and it's you see the African podcast, and then you see right beside it's like (laughs) the neo colonization of the diaspora, how this has ruined Africa, and then there's us like. Hi guys, uh, we're here to talk about sports and uh, it's going to be fun, exciting. <laughs> so I was just like, I feel like we've picked the name that may be too serious, but still gets the job done.
1: Or is it expanding your possible audience?
0: It really is. See, speaking of expanding, so we would just talk about all things sports. And then one day, <laughs> I think after, it was after the Canada-US matchup for World Cup qualifiers, the one that they drew 1-1, I just put a reaction there. It was like, this team is Comfortable. And I've never felt so comfortable with this team being so uncomfortable. And then it's like, viewership was here. I say Canada, it goes here. I was like, huh, I'm sensing a trend. Maybe I'll keep on mentioning Canada. So then it turned out, like, how do I put it in? Like we thought about maybe doing it. So basically, we do two podcasts a week. We do like one where it's just like all things football, that any stories that kind of caught our attention, and then sometime midweek, which this will be midweek, so probably tomorrow or Thursday, we do something Canada related. That happened, so that's kind of kept it up steady. And then like there are things that you notice to get attention. Like I did a preview for the Arnold Clark Cup with uh, AC Lang from W Soccer, and then it was just like, man, I was like. Oh, so so people like women's content, eh? Interesting. I'll uh, keep a note of that and keep track of everything. Now and then I realize that that is stressful. It's, it's not even even a bad stressful, but it's just like so much is happening that you're just like, okay, well, we have a minute to breathe. And then you look like, oh, U17 start today. Oh, okay, U17s. Let's uh, create content for that. We're good. And then it's like, okay, once that finishes. And then you have U-20s. Oh, okay. And Nations League. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm not sleeping for this next month. Let's uh, get the titles, get the guests going. And then started doing things on YouTube too. And then the funny thing is because our channel is called The Africans, but because I use our channel, people refer to me as Africans. So now it's just like, do I I correct them? Or do I just kind of, you know, it's okay. I'll just be... I'll be African. Just roll with it, you know? Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. So fun. So fun. So, now, like, I do some – there's a YouTube channel. I max it. And, like, I do – anytime he wants Canadian content, he's like, just come on, say a few things about it. And it's just – I've realized that I am a terrible YouTube personality because, like, I lean into all – like, I lean into all the arguments terribly that I'm just like, oh, I I'm the kid who pokes, like, the beehive and then walks away. Or as I describe my sister, I'm the person she's the person who throws the bottle that starts the riot and then leaves the way. That's that's me. It's like, yeah, your teams are terrible. Yeah. Cause to me that sounds like a perfect YouTube personality. It is. Like
1: especially if you want to grow your viewership, you, you know? know? Um like yeah, you wanna you wanna throw the bottle at the at the beehive or whatever. Yeah. Whatever expression that was. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: No, but yeah, it's honestly been fun. So like any any minute we have time to do anything, we're doing that, and I'm doing that in between work and everything. So it's been really fun. And I think watching since honestly since the world not even the World Cup qualifiers, since um the Olympics. Because the Olympics was like, I don't care. I am waking up at five AM to stream this game because we are winning a medal that is not bronze ladies let's go and they did that and i was just like what does this mean now <laughs> what does this mean and like the the more that you dive into these like these different discords these different public spheres it's like oh i've been here this i've been saying this i just haven't been around the people who've been saying this the whole time so it's just like, ah, it feels good to be part of the community, and the community has its perks and its drawbacks all at the same time. Yeah. But man, it's been interesting, just kind of that whole journey from y'all you know, just talk about sports to yeah, I think they're they're gonna do all right, and then that turned into yeah, yo, people want to talk about this. It reaches the point where people I've reached the point where now people tag me in Twitter posts or send me Twitter react Twitter links. I'm just like, I yeah. have fans. Oh. Well, this is interesting. I'm gonna take down that tweet then and then actually that's gonna right. leave that tweet up <laughs> and go from there. But like how has like your following gone with everything that's happening with the national teams? And then especially, I mean, you mentioned you're covering like you cover the Fury with Atletico Ottawa. Like how has that following been for you on your end there?
1: Um, it's been uh like pleasantly surprising. Because when I first started, I was like, "Okay, uh, this is going to be an incredibly niche podcast." Um, uh, You know, Ottawa, like only focusing on Ottawa, which you know in the media, like is is um, you know doesn't get like still like it's like it's certainly been growing the last like year or so, Um, but uh, definitely an underrepresented sport uh in this country um and just in one city if it like it has to relate to auto that's that's like the main rule for my podcast um but uh, you know so when i first started i was like i don't even know if anyone's going to listen is anyone going to be interested uh like maybe a few maybe like all all of five people listening every episode and and like whatever like as long as i'm having fun
0: mm-hmm.
1: um then then that's fine but uh um but no, like, uh, like I've had interactions with 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 hundreds of of people, and and um, uh, and, um, and the listenership, um, like it's it, like it's surprising, like the connections that you know, especially when you talk with players who have played, you know, around the world, um, you know uh when when you're looking at your podcast stats or something you can see where people are are like listening from and it's shocking like the interest uh you know that um uh you know I recently spoke with uh Jeff Adai, who's playing in Finland um Kayla Adamek who's in Sweden um and they've both played in different places um but they you know there's appeal apparently there's appeal there uh in in Asia in Africa and so um in like South America so it's been pleasantly surprising um to see both the interest from people in the Ottawa soccer community um but also but also elsewhere um and it's been it's been kind of fun uh making connections within the Ottawa soccer community because I I did used to play um I didn't get to like a terribly high level um but um I was kind of out I, I was out of the club community for, you know, five, six years. So I kind of like lost that connection. So now I'm more of an outsider um, uh, talking to people to, to learn more about what it's like now, because there's been a ton of changes. Like there used to be a ton of smaller clubs and many amalgamated. Like I used to play for, for uh, the Goulburn soccer club, which was like yeah. a township um, and that got amalgamated. Uh, so now, um, it's, it's kind of part of the the West Ottawa soccer club, which, which um you know uh has had teams in league one ontario um i hope they do again um but it's been yeah it's been really great making connections with with uh people in that community and and uh and there's been uh, a ton of like appreciation i guess for for just kind of signal boosting some of the things that um that are happening at the lower levels um and and learning about some of the really great players uh, that are coming up and, and are, uh, you know, maybe starting to look at playing in universities in Canada or or like in the States even, um, you know, there's tons of, of uh, NCAA players who who are from Ottawa and uh, some have then moved on to, to clubs in Europe, like um, uh, Miranda Smith uh, yeah. won the uh, FISU, I think, World Cup, uh, with the University of Ottawa. Um, so she's been playing in Europe for a few years. Um, Emma Lafave, um, I'm hoping to have her on shortly. She's, uh, she's playing in Serbia professionally now. Clarissa Doloresi is tearing it up yes. in Scotland for Celtic. Um, uh, and then the other side, which I wasn't, which I wasn't expecting so much, uh, is the social media side. And, you know, cause my time is limited sometimes i won't do an episode of the podcast for four weeks six weeks you know yeah. just because you know uh you might you know you know uh editing takes a lot of time sometimes you know that's that's a time suck it i like does. doing it by mm-hmm. some, but it like you need the time to do it uh and it's been a pandemic for the yeah. last two years so that's that's kind of throwing a wrench in things um but ha- but using social media accounts to um you know, when you don't have time to, to uh, give give things the attention you want on your podcast. Well, you have social media accounts. You have Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll start something on on TikTok. I don't know how to use TikTok, but maybe I'll start TikTok. I don't know.
0: We um, won't. We won't. We we, we either <laughs> if we haven't invested in TikTok at this point, we're probably not going to do it. So. I feel like you're right. I I don't know. I still might give it a
1: shot. Uh, <laughs> It's like I know it's neat and I want it and I want to learn, but again, that's gonna be like a time I feel like it's gonna be a time thing it's it, it doesn't come naturally to me it's a it's like a new technology thing yeah. still for me um but yeah, using social media accounts to uh um you know for people for people who you know might not have time to listen to my podcast, but uh you know they want to know that uh you know hey this person who played for the GG scored or, you know, this person, uh, you know, who's from Ottawa scored an NCAA, um, or is playing with, with, uh, you know, the Canada U 17s, you know, Rosa Malouf. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if she she scored today, but she she scored the other day.
0: Yeah, she scored. She did. eh? Yeah.
1: There you go. So that's like five goals in two games for her. So, um, and yeah, like people, uh, it turns out
0: people really want to know that. Um, and I think that's really cool. Mm. No, and I think that's actually like a fair point, with especially when you see like with like the Canucks abroad, the Canucks at home, and even what AC yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. What AC does with like W soccer, like anytime you see a player, it's it's like yeah, let's look at that. And I think I had a who's it? Kreighton. Those frame. are really great examples too. Yeah, I they think. really are in terms of like, know, like maximizing. Yeah, time. AC
1: with W soccer does uh, anyone who's a, who's a fan of soccer in Canada should be following W like should really be, should, be, should, be. should be following W soccer CA uh, and like. I think most of the hardcores are following Mm -hmm. Canucks abroad, Um, which, you know, again, like uh, maybe less niche, um, but still in the broad, like in the broad uh, scheme of of Canadian sports, still niche accounts, um, but they do a phenomenal job, uh, you know, keeping track of what they do and letting, and, you know, boosting, uh, you know, uh, the players that they're following
0: no it's definitely because like a lot of like because when i first got onto like socials it was just like i wonder if anyone's doing these things like oh there connects abroad is doing that great or ac is doing that and like i don't the thing that i've learned is like you can't do everything but you definitely can amplify what's already happening there and like so like i don't mind being like hey i'm gonna just retweet this i have a joke with ac because every time she retweets me on twitter twitter's like hey someone with a lot of followers has just retweeted you i'm just like twitter every time reminding me that you're the famous person and i'm i'm still i'm still i'm still league five man you're you're league one i'm league five it's okay but like it's always- i have had
1: exactly the same feeling like whenever uh yeah like whenever she um you know retweets something that i do or or, or if um or if connection abroad does, uh, yeah, it's as always. Like, I'm I'm glad you saw that. I'm glad you saw that.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I really appreciate the, me, the every retweet. Every, every time she retweets me, I send her the screenshot. It's like, you see this? This is Twitter telling me <laughs> that you are the you're the celebrity. I am not. I'm just here talking. But man, it's it's so great to like be able to find those things. I think that's the thing that's been interesting. I did. One weekend, I literally decided I was just going to catalog everyone. This is a true thing. I, and I said on one of the conversations with Adam from Crates and Crates. I catalog. I went to Connex Broad and I said, I'm taking every player from birth years 97 to 2006. I'm going to put it in a spreadsheet so I know who I'm following. And I did it for like two hours. I was just like, okay, cross-referencing this. Okay, cool. And it's just sitting there. And I was like, okay, this is good. This is good to see. This is good to enjoy. But, like, that work that they do, because when I did it, it was like, most of that work, I was like, I wonder if someone's doing that. But it's already there. So now it just makes it easier when you're having conversations. And then it's like, hey, these people are saying this. These people are saying that. Cool. I can check the notes. All right. Great. It's, I jokingly tweeted, like, two months ago, I'm like, I'll check with my sources. I was like dot 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 things i thought i would never say a year ago <laughs> checking my sources oh man good times but yeah honestly. yeah it's
1: interesting like you know when when you do start to build a bit of a following that like you know people will kind of volunteer information for you mm-hmm. um you know people who know who know a particular like info- like information in a particular area um you know uh and would like want it to get out a bit more like mm-hmm. uh yeah it's interesting that they you know seek out accounts like ours i guess
0: mm-hmm. and like and the same thing you said on like the internet i literally pulled up my podcast stats here and i'm just like yeah canada u.s germany the czech republic i don't know what i said or what got people there but yeah the czech republic top four.
1: Know, like who's who's traveling to prague right now
0: Right, like, because the Germany and, thing and makes enjoys
1: sense, my right? podcast.
0: Right, because like the Germany thing makes sense. Because I was like, yeah, because you know Davies is there, and I I've mentioned Ronan Krat once or two times, and it's like, yeah, so that's a thing. But then, like, I can't
1: believe I I, I had not known about Ronan Krat, By the way,
0: see, there, he was a, actually on on Kratz creatures. He's like he's a proper Krat. It's it's funny because like I have a low key I don't have a hate for him, but like. When I were... I used oh, to Oh wow, okay no, no 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 I I'll explain I'll explain. So <laughs> when I worked at a summer I worked at a summer camp for about six years and some I'm
1: a fan if you're listening.
0: Yeah look, Ronan we love like we love everything about you and, and we love the family and everything. But like it was funny to me because it was He's like You got a
1: very good flow too, by the way.
0: Really does. It's lovely. Like again, I'm reaching the age soon that like we're just gonna be bald forever and that's fine. That's but funny. like I'm we they for some reason all the staff and then it's turned to like all the kids would just call me Zabumafu all the time. I was just like, no, no. So after that, I was just like, yeah, I, I have a irrational hate for players. It's fine. Then I have a rational hate for <laughs> them. That. That's the only reason, or at why. least their parents. Yeah. So it's just like it's yeah. not and it's not you. It's 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 other things. But yeah. So, it's other it's, things. Yeah. so when I saw that, I was just like. Ah, uh, okay. We have to bury this hatchet. You got to bury this hatchet soon. Just put it away. Oh man. But that was honestly on. Honest, that's the only reason why I have it for the greater good. It's for the greater good. Quote, unquote, it's for the greater good. Hate. It really is. It really was. So all the time. But, <laughs> he's lucky.
1: He's a he's a proper baller because yeah, he
0: really is. The names. It was funny because like we were reading the names for U twenty. <laughs> I was like, "Crap, that's you guys know the last name." <laughs> Herdman, y'all know the last name. Um, okay. And it's like, you keep on going through names. It's like, huh, there's a lot of interesting names here. Adissa huh. De Rosario, y'all know the last name. Like, come on, come on. Like, we have we things Yeah,
1: got
0: yeah. And you just kept on naming players. It's just like, huh, that's interesting. But yeah, like, like some stats make sense. Like, how do I have all of a sudden... My my Nigerian and West African numbers shot up one week. I was like, yeah, because I did the AFCON preview. Because, you know, I wouldn't. And I, I say this now for so like right, any yeah. YouTube video, right? Like, we cover Canadian content and African content because we wouldn't be the Africans if we didn't do that. We, we kind of have to. That's
1: completely fair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can't not mention African football in that aspect. So, but like, that's always been interesting just seeing how, like, again, Russia showed up like three months ago and it just stayed there. Just like okay, that's that's a, that's a choice. That's a choice.
1: That's so interesting.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but like yeah, it's just always interesting to see like where they come. But I think when you look at the games and like the teams growing, like I had an uptick in Spain all of a sudden. I was like, why is Spain looking Arnold Clark up? Right, Arnold Clark up. They want to know right. Canada what, what that's about. That makes sense. Okay, so like when you have things like that, you're just like, huh, interesting. It's interesting that people outside of the country are like, "We want to know as much about that you can give us right now," and the people inside are just like, "Give us everything. We don't mind it. We'll we'll take all your content, please." Which makes it fun. <laughs> how do you find like, how have you found like the landscape of it? Because like, you'll have people who are there, not 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 to say like the lifers, but the people who've been there. From like day one, so then you have people who've started relatively freshly. And you like, how do you find like the just everyone coming into the space and like the collaborative aspect of it? Because like for me, I've not minded it at all. I think everyone's been pretty good on my end in terms of people I've interacted with. Um, you you haven't in terms really of been like con- new people, yeah, like just new, yeah, um, like just, in the media space, yeah, in the media space, and then like a bit with the fandom too. Because there's a, there's a degree where. I forget who, it someone put out a tweet that I wish, I can't find it because it's too far back. But even from a fandom standpoint, they brought up the tweet it was like, look, guys, Canada's getting good on the men's side. There are people who are going to be joining this bandwagon. Welcome them. Don't talk about where were you when we were losing 8-1 to Honduras. Yeah. Don't talk about how you didn't struggle with unattached I know exactly F-
1: who, who, like, who wrote this tweet by
0: the way. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was just like, you sir <laughs> give him the nobel give it to him now
1: and like that was a good message too mm-hmm. um and to be honest like i'm um uh i think you, i think you can cons- like i think you can consider me one of the newcomers to be honest yeah. um cuz like as much as i have followed um you know the uh the men's national team since um you know for sure before 2000, because I remember, um, uh, like watching the, like the, the 2000 gold cup, uh, getting unbelievably excited by that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was tw- 12 or 13, um, and, uh, you know, that was the first time that I'd seen the Canadian team do anything mm-hmm. really. Um, I guess, I, um, I guess the, the 94, um, qualification, we came pretty close, but, uh. Um, but I don't think it was quite on my radar at that point. Um, and the women's team for sure, for sure, uh, came more onto my radar, like between 2010, 2012. Mm -hmm. So from then on, I've been kind of, uh, like I've been more aware of them for sure. Um, and, um, but it was, it was my, it was my club fandom, you know, uh, that really, uh, brought me more properly into you know the national program space um, and and even then not quite as not quite as intensely like up until the last few years I would say yeah and um, and like locally in uh, in in terms of like uh, what happens with you know podcasting and like media in Ontario and like Ottawa specifically yeah. Um you know, there's there's not a lot going on. Uh, like, I mean, th- that's probably not fair. Um, but I had intended to start uh, the step over in um, 2019. No, sorry, um, 2020. Uh, and then the pandemic started and I had to take a lot of time off work to take care of uh, my child. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing that right now um so that was the later year so um uh but at that time there was really just one podcast based in ottawa which is soccer snobs Mm -hmm. um uh and i really enjoyed listening to them um like i know that they're busy with coaching yeah they're fantastic one of the better podcasting in in canada i would say um yeah but uh, i know they're busy with coaching and podcasting takes a lot of time right um but uh you know but when I started the podcast uh, they reached out and said if if I need anything that uh, uh, they're more than than happy to help you know make connections if I needed to um, and uh, capital city supporters group in Ottawa uh, does a lot of content creation and they're super super supportive um, I've done things with them they've joined me on the podcast um, and uh, there's another podcast called um. Oh my goodness, I'm blanking. Uh, Bar Check, okay. uh, which is really um, which uh it is run by two really great guys. Um, and it's uh like in that's in that sense, it's been really really supportive. Um, everyone kind of retweets each other and and tries to get each other's uh you know uh, content out there as much as possible. Um, and there's a new there's an, there's a brand new podcast covering Atletico Ottawa called Deal on Atleti. Yeah. um uh, which is really really uh um they've had a really great start uh, i think they're are four episodes in and they've and they've done a really really great job um but in that sense it's been really really supportive and uh i feel like i've curated my social media experience to be also quite positive uh-huh. um i really don't see too much uh in the way of negativity and i certainly try not to put much negativity out there um i think after uh after atletico the other day lost 6-1 to valor uh i put out a uh one of my tweets had a gif of like a very cute little kitten um and that was my way of of uh trying to keep things light um uh yeah my experience has been um i would say overall quite positive i see a lot of the negativity yeah um or uh, like it's not even negativity maybe just a bit of gatekeeping but I, I i think it's pretty minimal um i think i think a lot of the i think pretty much all the people that i interact with are are uh, are very good
0: welcoming people um you know what about you honestly like the gatekeeping hasn't it's been interesting to see like again the rise of someone like and i'm not even going to call it a rise but it's like how i've gone from just being a random voice with comments to just things because, again, like I said, my personality is very much, what do you? What would you rather have? It's like A or B, chaos, please. I'd like chaos, please. Right? Because, like, what's it called? Because, like, like, today, like, Josh for T V put on, like, okay, what dual national do you want to join Canon? like, well, for need, we go midfielder. Uh, for what I want, we go here. And for chaos, um, Marcelo Flores, I just need – honestly and i'll just say it now like for
1: chaos that is the correct answer yes
0: i don't like honestly i don't even need him to play for canada i just need england to be like call him i just need england to call him up just call him up one time mexico yes just the chaos in mexico oh oh, sorry yeah yeah okay yeah yeah sorry yeah just just call him up just for the chaos and just be like yes (laughs) if he doesn't pick do it's it. like fine. Do it. Honestly <laughs> that person. It's like I just I just I don't there's two options. Like, no, dude, like just call up Jebison and Marcelo to like the U-21 team one time. Just do it one time. We would panic yep. Canadians, Mexicans, and Jamaicans <laughs> everywhere would just be like, What is happening? And I just be like, I don't know. But the chaos, just pumping it into my veins, please. You're just sitting back eating your popcorn. <laughs> Man, because like there's people like, you know, if you say something, it's like they're always going to come in and say something. It's like, yeah, I know. But just just guys, relax. We'll be fine. <laughs> it's a team. And then the other thing is like what I view as negative is different from some people because, again, I grew up mainly like, following canada but also following ghana right and like the the level of criticism or if we're going to call it like toxic fandom that is like within some african european and other things outside of north america and i I try not to be this person who's like that's cute that we think that this is bad it's like no so like I, i have that perspective where it's like are we getting too toxic and i'm like for us yes in the world no we've added like a sugar cube to our coffee here guys we we haven't tried to add Starburst and like eighteen packs of sugar to our coke here. We're good guys We're, we're not that far in that comparison, <laughs> but for what we are used to, yes, um, we are definitely venturing onto that level, and it's like it's a conversation or that, and that's my thing like a, you can have a conversation with someone, right, and you're not going to agree, and that's fine right it, it doesn't have to be a shouting match right i put on on twitter like a few weeks like my most unpopular opinion it's like I, I have i have this thought where the idea that there are many world-class players is false to me a world-class player means you're a head and heels above or you're either a head or a shoulder above everyone else that is it so if you if there, you can have an argument with two players then they're not world-class. They can be elite, they can be great, they can be good. But to me, it's to me, it's like a Hall of Fame, right? You don't have to have six people in all the time. If there's only four that qualify, only four qualify. That is fine. So that's something like I always get into fights with people because it's like, so you're saying Alfonso Davies isn't world-class? No, I'm saying if you can have a competent argument that him and Luke Shaw are in the same category – I'm fine calling both of them elites. None of them are world class because none is necessarily above the other. And of course that interesting. Make, and of course that makes me seem like I'm a Canadian hater. So you know, I go back it's like it's okay, guys. I have Ghana to fall back on. You don't take me here because
1: really, then you yeah because then you're just getting into the like a conversation about about the, about what your definition of world class is or what your definition mm-hmm. of of like elite is and and like you know for me that's where the conversation would go i think and and that's yeah, where i am big on yeah. like i'm big on semantics and like uh and uh, <laughs> i think that's why I, w- I would not be a good youtuber um cuz you know you would be a good youtuber i think because you you like the chaos and like i think mm-hmm. that does well on youtube you know whereas i'm very much like like a milk toast middle of the road guy that's like like Milk that's where toast. that's where i live uh, that is where the, i go that is the most middle Mid- thing
0: you could like, like, oh i Milk see this side
1: toast. but i like this side
0: like uh, that's that's all me mm-hmm. no yeah and like i can be that person like if, if this is like face-to-face conversation we'll argue and we'll be like yeah it's cool but like when we gotta go there it's like no this this is how i see it right it's like it's <laughs> like the because you're a fan of a country for so long it's like do you take into effect how good they are or do you take into account how good they actually were? Right. Cause it's like, people are always like, yeah, Ghana is like the worst team at the world cup this year. I'm like, relative to who also the world cups in November, <laughs> we got time, man, man, we, we got, yeah. we're, go, we're going everywhere. We're getting everyone. We're getting everyone who said, yeah, to yeah, the us. world cup is right now. Sure. Yes. Yes. But in, but in November, when, we convince like Eddie and Ketia, you know Semenyo from the shit from Bristol when we get um the Williams brothers from Bilbao, you get you cut and from Chelsea. Yeah, now now we're just a decent side and a decent side can be the good side. and that's all you have yeah. to be. So yeah, I love so, those. I love that. yeah, jump in. so it's um uh,
1: in a conversation like this, it's weird for me to not be to to not be asking questions. I do want to ask you a question. Though. Go, go So the, the World Cup. Yeah. Um, do you think Canada is going to get out of the group stage?
0: I think they can. Do I think they will? Hold on. Yes.
1: Do you think they will?
0: <laughs> Not if they can. Okay. Do you
1: think they will? Let's go so, for chaos here. Okay. Okay. So I'm going
0: to give you a preamble first. I think it depends on how you look at both Croatia and Morocco. Morocco is the big question. And if you really look at Morocco, and I've made this comparison, Morocco stylistically is Canada, except their players play in Europe, have come up in European academies and play in European teams, most of their team. Our team were built primarily in MLS squads and MLS academies. So if you think on the day, Canada can better that team, Look, Hakimi versus Davies is worth the price of admission. I I don't the game can end 6-0, and I will watch those two go back and forth at each other, and that's fine. I think they will. Yes. And here's why I think Canada will. Because and I've said this many times, I still think this Canadian team has a major contributor who hasn't regularly featured for the squad yet. And they're going to be key. In Qatar. I firmly believe that.
1: And who is this major contributor to whom you refer? Yes, I
0: have to give actual names here. That's yes, Josh. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, we're going for takes here. All the hot takes, all of them. This is Josh
1: with the <laughs> Africans podcast.
0: <laughs> um, I think <laughs> if I look at the team, honestly, it the position is and the position is an attack minded or a creative minded midfielder which is why i think for me the conversation of looking at a kone a mitrovic a flores a diaz those four if one of those four can step up and become something i think that unlocks a lot because right now if you're playing a 352 and this and i have a question for you now since we're going on to this conversation i okay. think you need you have david who's essentially playing dropping more playing more as that creative 10 outlet with Laren up top and that can work yeah but i do think that if you added another creative midfielder there Osorio can do the job there's no doubt that he can do the job but mark anthony k i view him more as an 8 than a 10 um sure Istakio is a six with eight, with with a six with a little bit of a ten creativity when he has to, but he's a comfortable six to eight, and that's fine. And then Osorio is there. Um, again, he can do the job, but I don't know if he's going to be. He's has that. If this was Osorio at, if this was like twenty six year old Osorio, I'd be more excited. But this is like veteran Osorio who's seen a lot. The person we always forget about this uh, midfield conversation is David Walterspoon. I think he does offer something. I I am on the Walterspoon train. Like I have been, I am driving it alone. If it's me, that's fine. Um, I think a player like that, a creative 10 in the middle can really unlock things because now instead of just playing primarily through the wings, you can actually create down the middle, and that puts a lot more pressure on the defenders and the central defenders in the midfield in terms of who you're going to commit to if you're coming out with a break or in a build-up. With that being the case, my follow-up question on that is, what do you think Canada's best to get the most out of their current roster? What's their best formation? Oh,
1: That is a great question. Um, God. I mean, generally, they've kind of used just like a, like your, your, uh, um, you know, your, like your 4-3-3 formation, oh. generally speaking, if I'm not mistaken. Um <laughs> God, that's
0: a I'll tell you. You have to write as, a piece yeah. about
1: this. You do, yeah, yeah. you do.
0: Um so I was like basically like your your four three threes or your four or your three five twos is like what mostly that you see them play. Um yeah. and I was there up until the Azteca Mexico game. Okay, and and then I saw something that my my life has never, I I got a taste and I've been chasing that high ever since. I saw Lareo overlapping runs with Davies, and I saw Adekubi overlapping runs with Tejan, and I said to myself, okay. I want that, I want that now. And the interesting thing about that, that was a four two three one more setup with Osorio at the ten, but I wouldn't play that. Okay. I think to get the best out of it, because we have the center back depth, it's a 4-3, it's a 3-4-3. Three, three. three at the back, Larea and Atakubi as your midfield wingback, so then Davies and Tejon up top with Kyle Laren starting at the top of that. And it's it's a tough call to make, I know, but That's what I would do. Ustakio and Atiba in the middle. And then a back three of Johnston, uh, probably Vittoria and Miller, if not uh, Kennedy.
1: Okay. So who would you have in the mid again?
0: In the mid, uh, Ustakio and Atiba.
1: Oh, yeah? Atiba, eh?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know that, like, like, I like... Like I like that like that uh you know like having you a start like a serion K in the middle. Um and yeah, like yeah, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not a big formation guy if I'm if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> that,
0: that's totally fine. That's totally <laughs> yeah. fine. I was because was honestly I was having a question because Ada is basically playing well since the Edmonton window. And it's like you can't take him off the pitch. And when Davies comes back, you can't leave him off the pitch. Of course, yeah. So, what's the best formation? And, like, the more that you play like a 3 5 2, you're essentially negating players who can play wingers. At that point, you're playing a 3 5 2, you're playing Davies and Buchanan as your wingbacks, which isn't terrible. But yeah, players and like, one, and like
1: one of our strengths is like is like players who can play with like a ton of pace in the middle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: yes. yeah. I could see a
1: three five two then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, as someone who really doesn't know what they're talking about in in this respect, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to your to your judgment and go. Uh, I'm gonna say three five two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What he said, please. What he said, yes. Yeah. yeah. What he said, yes. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I love those conversations. I love these conversations because it's like, well, you can't do that. It's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Also, <laughs> I always ask people this question, anyone who I have, whatever country we are on. It's a fourth. It's a scene, dream, uh, secure, redeem. So basically, it's four players. Who do you think is the best current player? Who do you think is a good youth prospect coming up? Who is a player that you'd like to secure a dual national? And then who is okay. a player you'd like to, them to regain form? And we can do this both on the men's and the women's side because I am... Okay, so like, do you want to do like like eight players or... Yeah, we're going to do, do eight players. We're going to do eight players. We're going to do four okay. each. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to start men or women's 1st
1: let uh, Let's start with men and we'll go to women.
0: Okay, so men... Okay, so... Who's... Right now, on form, the best player for the national
1: team. Um, I mean, I would say, um, like Davies is the is like the easy answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but playing for the national team, like Yushtaio, you know, seems to be the guy that kind of like stirs the soup, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so in terms of when they're playing for Canada. Uh, I got to go with Ustakio.
0: Agreed. Good choice. I think for me, it's between Ustakio and then since honestly November for the national team, Sam Atakubi has been playing amazing. I was like, he was like, he like he was the next guy in line in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So for me, I might give the edge to Atakubi right now and then put Ustakio afterwards just because he's been available for the games. Also, I like the Twitter banter with their with his mom on Twitter. It's really fun. <sighs> so. <laughs> i might have said larea too he's yeah
1: like, yeah him and out like he like for a guy who hasn't had hardly any minutes for nottingham mm-hmm. like uh, i th- i i thought he would be off a step um mm-hmm. you know uh for the last window and
0: man he was not he was like chomping at the bit mm-hmm. he really was and i think that, as I jokingly said to one of my friends, like, and that's a a form. Imagine him if he's playing all the time. <laughs> so, for, damn right, yeah. It's it's great, yes. Yeah, so, right it's a good shout, definitely. Ghanaian Canadian. Um, I won't be mad at that choice ever, ever. Um, so, that's a good one. Okay, so after seeing Dream Youth player, you're excited about.
1: Um. Does. Does Kone count as a youth player? Like how old is Kone?
0: Kone is an O2 so he's uh just he's 19 okay. going to 20 or he's he's going to be 20 okay. yeah.
1: Okay. Um yeah, does he count?
0: You you can have him, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll go with Kone. Yeah, I'm 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 very intrigued by Kone. Like uh, and I think it's just because I I still know a lot about him but he um like from what I've seen of him he's he offers something that Laren and David don't you know he's like he can kind of um like he's almost more flexible than 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 there. like you can you can take off Laren or David and and he can kind of take over either role whereas uh neither Laren or David could like uh could you can't say the same about them Mm -hmm. and so I think he uh if he's on form then I think he uh, could be a really key piece to to um, uh, keeping us really dangerous, you know? He really could,
0: yeah. Agreed on that. I think for me, I'm going to venture into the world of the youth programs and say, just so I can officially, you know, I'm not going to officially bury the hat with the Kratk brothers, but know that I've buried the hat officially, guys. Okay. Still, there's still love, but- I won't honorable first, mention. So his
1: first call up, and you're saying
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, and first call up, I will be like, I am proud. I am proud. i have very it. and I will watch all the crap brothers episodes when he gets his first. Call okay, I will do so. But yeah, he's okay. an he's an intriguing player for me to watch. But another one, just to give some love to. Um, there's so many I can choose from, but I'm gonna go just with. Um, I mean, Justin Smith is the easiest answer to give right now just because in terms of the youth players, he's at Nice, on the bench, not playing. But he's making the bench, and at that age, getting called in and willing to come in. I'm, I'm intrigued, though he technically counts as a duel. Though I'm not going to count him as a duel here because he got called in already. If we're going to go just with Pure, I would say probably a player like Jaquil Marshall, Rudy, Rutty, however you want to say the last name. Um, Theo Corbianu or Corbinu that's like the potato potato of names everyone says yeah. it differently so I'm like so Theo I love you, you're that person but yeah but I think for me right now definitely Justin Smith is the name that I'm looking at and saying yes I'm looking forward to that
1: Who's the player who's uh, like I feel like we have someone who like he might be a duel uh, but like with Lazio is that right? Yes do I... we have someone really exciting there?
0: Let me pull up. What is my... his name? I I know who you're talking about, but I'm forgetting the name. Right? Yes, I'm going to pull up. Because in terms of like uh... a
1: proper youth, I might change. I'm a, like I might let me change my answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, where are you? Are you baby room? Lazio, lazio, lazio. Where are you? Is it Noah Abatne?
1: I'm not sure. I don't I feel like I feel like that wasn't him. Who is he with?
0: He is with, pulling off, no, see, I just looked for the Italy. Um, he's at Savio Calcio and in Italy. Poop, okay. The market. That's a funny story, actually, on the U-20s. So I was on, again, IMAX, he, he's Belgian, but he does Jamaican and Conca. The channel. And they had someone who was there. And he was like, yeah, so uh, Tyler Crawford, he's actually going to be playing for Canada for the U-20s. And I was just like, do I say something now or do I sit on this? I'm going to sit on this, right? Yeah. So I sit on it. I don't – the roster comes out, and then it's like he's not on the list. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's all right. We're not going to worry about it. There's no problem. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like the first game against Costa Rica, he's not on the matchup. I was like, I had this the whole time, guys. I had it the entire time. I just chose <laughs> not to happen because I think – Forge had a bunch of injuries. So Questi Poku had to go back. So they called up people. It's like, yeah, that's why you have lists. You don't just have one player. But lovely. But yes. Also, fun story. The kid is Jamaican. Uh, who did the interview? LaShawn Brown. He has an El Salvadoran friend. They decided to write on their uh, Instagram, like, where the El Salvador connection as an inside joke. The El Salvador FA called the man. It's like, you got any El Salvador in you? Like, Anything? At all, just like even just like a like a tip, you like a bananas. Let yeah. us know because like we'll take you. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm actually Jamaican, but thank you. I was like, that's how it works. I'm gonna try this one. find a youth be all like, right yo, yeah, yeah. Put this down there and see what's happening. Man, <laughs> that was the funniest story to me. It was like, you just put El Salvador connection, and they were met like in your DMs. Like, yo, do you want to play for us? Do you? Do you want to? Can you? Maybe? Please. <laughs> <laughs> man so I, looking up Lazio's thing and I'm not seeing anyone with am I didn't yeah
1: it might, like it might not even be Lazio I don't yeah I can't remember the kid like I can't remember the kid's name um I, I like I know I know we do have uh you know some kid who uh like is with a like is with a big Italian club like like on the U squad and he's like knocking on the door
0: of Because uh, we know, I know we have Dam- Damiano Pichile who's at Venezia and he's been like in between the U19s and their senior squad, yeah. but he's a, he's more of a Vancouver white cap at this point. So,
1: yeah, 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 no, I'm not sure. It's uh see, I have a terrible memory, so I will take in random bits of information and I won't be able to put them together. I appreciate that.
0: that that's as chaotic yeah. as my mind. It's um, chaos. It's chaos up there. Alright, so we've covered scene dream. Um dual national you'd like to get into the fold.
1: Um okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mitrovic. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh I like I like flores. Mm-hmm. Um like for me it's like it's like it's kind of between those two in Jefferson. Um and Flores doesn't seem like he's keen on it. Um, I do. I, I like. I think eventually he's he's uh, like he's picked Mexico. It's more. It's more a question of is Mexico going to pick him? Uh-huh. Um, and I think eventually they will. Um, like especially if he breaks into uh, you know Arsenal's first team, um, and. I think he might regret it in a in a few years. Um, but I, uh, you know, if if Flores was more keen on us, then I would say him. Um, but like I don't, I don't know a ton about Mitrovic or um, like Jemison, like how how they've been doing lately. But, uh, um, uh, but from people who know more than I do, Mitrovic. He sounds like he's he's someone who um could probably fit in like he could probably find a role um in the squad
0: when the you know, when yeah. we need him you know what about you i i think mitchovich is probably the answer again i've very much been one who's thinking of the team as it's currently built and finding that creative midfielder, I think could really help. So whether it's Kone, who's already in, so Mitrovic would be the name that I'd probably be leaning towards. Uh, Lucas Diaz, as much as I think he, I do consider him a dual still. He has played U23 with Canada. So like he is, he's in the program, so I don't worry about him as much. Yeah. Flores is primarily for chaos. Like I just like I told you, I don't even need him there to choose go. Canada. There you go. I just need him. Like I need England to get back in this game. I need more than one player. I need I need yep. England to be like, yeah, we need some. And like England, low key is going to be interesting to me because like, if the Ghanaian if the Ghanians leave, like a lot of people are speculating that they will, right? Eddie and Inketia for England is like the top. Is the all-time leading goal scorer at the youth level for England? If he just bolts and leaves and plays for Ghana, right? You're gonna lose Hudsonadu, and you lose a couple other players. It's like, okay, that's that's a thing. And like, not every player. And I say this with a lot of international programs. Like, every nation has only 23 spots. So if you're that, if you can't make 23, go make other squads. Like, I think your U20, your U17s honestly put out feelers or at least let people play for you because it's like hey yes you may end up playing for another country that's true but hey come play for us you'll get your exposure and while we're at it, have we told you about poutine it's amazing you should uh have you ever had beer tail before (laughs) you should should try it It, it's great great it's just just an
1: opportunity to fall in love you know that's all it is exactly
0: it really is that so i think that's where it could be interesting, but for me, yeah, I think Mitrovic is the name. But for chaos purposes, give me Flores and just the the chaos for my mentions on Twitter. I, I like I it. Want it. I want I like it so it. badly. And Claire woke up you and might... chose violence. <laughs> always, I want problems. <laughs> always, uh, but Claire, um, you want to get who want to see them get regain their form.
1: Uh, that one's easy for me. Um, a recent signing for Atletico Ottawa, Blue Tabla. Um, a lot of potential. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying I'm confident, but um, uh, at, recent Atletico Ottawa signing, Blue Tabla. Ton of potential. We know that. Um, I'm not saying I'm confident about it. Um, but, you know, he, I, I think he's one of those players where um, it could, ha- like, like he needs to put it together. You know, he's got the raw talent, um, but just something up there just, it, it hasn't, like, it clearly hasn't clicked for him, right? It didn't yeah. click with him the first time in Montreal, didn't click with him. Well, it, like, the potential carried him, right? Yeah. Didn't click with him in Barcelona. didn't click with him again in Montreal. um so I am very interested to see what um what he does with Ottawa this year. um the coach Carlos Gonzalez uh, has said outright he's a project. um he's uh um you know, they're gonna have to work with him hard to 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 get him to where he could be. They signed him to uh like a two year contract yeah. with an option of a third. um, I think that's with the idea that, like, hey, if he regains form, they could sell him for uh, the value of the team. yeah, uh, you know, which isn't a ton, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, he has the potential to be a CPL star at the very least. Yes, and um you know it is it, if he were to get sold to an MLS team, uh, which I think you know, could it, it realistically realistically could happen um uh then he's back on the national team radar yes
0: um
1: but it's but it's gotta click, and I uh, hope for his sake it happens um you know you'll see in hockey where where you know players just uh um it it doesn't click for them until twenty four or twenty five yeah um and he's what twenty two
0: i think yeah he's only twenty two
1: yeah so it's not like he's young, but um, so it's uh, like it's not even very fair like maybe you know maybe he needs a few more years, but I don't know if he has it, mm. so I hope it clicks soon um but and if it does, watch out no. but um uh and and uh yeah, if it does click, then he could be a, 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 a an enormous asset for the national team
0: he really would be yeah he he needs to use the hockey because. My sports life has been terrible. I, I I'm down in Niagara, so most of my teams are Buffalo related. Okay. So it's been it's been great, honestly. The pain has been numbing. Um, but he needs a Tage Thompson type resurgence in his career, where he that's it. Yep. Yes, that's what he needs. Um, yeah, because we I gave up on Tage Thompson, and then Tage Thompson decided, what you you want to get forty this year? I was like, this, why not? You, this is this has been here the whole time, huh? Was Where good. was this? Exactly. <laughs> Where was this when we had good players? Not when we were rebuilding again, officially. Not, like, just being bad. But, no, yeah. I think for me, my player is... Probably gets forgotten in the shuffle because everything's happened at Striker, but Io Akinola. Um Io Canola for TFC okay. before, before the injury was the bright spot the bright spot for that team last year for me. And when he went down at the Gold Cup, I was like, Ralph, Noble, please give me something. (laughs) So I think he is a player that's interesting. And Herdman's definitely using players like him and Ugbo to uh, give a warning shot to a Lucas Cavallini saying, hey, get informed because them kids are coming and they're here. Yeah, so I think Akinola definitely can make the striker room very interesting, which is also why I'm not, like, the Jebbison conversation, like, if it happens, great. Yeah. But, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't right now need him. Now, again, people can get injured, that's fine. Kyle Aaron can fall off, and then we don't, and then we need it, And that's true. But, like, I'm, sign every duel that you can, and then build your best team off of that, off of form. But yeah, like I've never, that's for me, that's why I've always been like, yeah, give me Akinola in form and then add those other things and then we can go from there. Let's speed through the women real quick as, because we have work tomorrow and life is a thing. Okay. Yeah. So we Okay. So let's go women, current best player. Uh, we'll go, we won't go. We will leave as much time. For me, Jesse Fleming is the best player, I think, for a national program.
1: You? Um, I mean, I can't argue with that. i think I think we're gonna I think we're both gonna say Fleming. like she's just in absolutely phenomenal form. um, like she's just been like I feel like every time i I turn on Twitter, she's just scoring bangers. Uh, it's ridiculous. and um uh, I think uh, Quinn might uh, like there might be an argument there, but um yeah, I'm gonna go with Fleming.
0: No, yeah, Quinn's sure. yeah, Quinn's definitely they've really played well within their season. I'm looking forward to see how they play this year. But for me, it's it's hands down, it's it's Fleming. Um I'll go young player, but I'll just ask it as a question. Um, Olivia Smith or Rosa Malouf? Oh. Um
1: I'm gonna go with my Ottawa girl, Rosa Malouf. Um, and that's uh that's the local bias. That's that's recency bias, but um, I'm going with Malouf. Um, like watching her highlights uh, the last day or two. Uh, like she's going to be, she's going to be something special. I think you,
0: I think they're neck and neck. The, the goal, the end to end goal that she scored against uh Dom rep was, was nice. And I was like, huh, I will watch her. she, She definitely stands out on the pitch when she's there. The team walks a little bit differently when she's on the pitch. And there's there's an era of we'll give her an opportunity, something good will happen. And I love that type of confidence. Olivia Smith has that type of confidence as well. But at this level, it Olivia was like Olivia was the was the kid amongst trees, was like the branch amongst trees there. Here it feels like Malouf is the tree amongst a bunch of branches, so I'm excited to see what she does. Uh, they play Jamaica on Thursday, I think that'll be their first real test, so I'm gonna look for that. But yeah, I'll go with Malouf as well. But Olivia Smith, I yeah, mean, you don't become the youngest debut for the national team for no reason, so no, absolutely, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, just a side note on Malouf, um, like, like different kind of player, but she gives me strong Desiree Scott vibes. I don't know about you. Huh. Got a I, bit I'm, of destroyer in her, I,
0: I think she does. And it's just interesting watching her at that point because, like, we're gonna have to do another conversation, like, where we just go through the women because that is a yeah. that's a fact. It's the same conversation I've had with the men where I'm saying the team is has young contributors, but they're not really that young. There's a, there's gonna be a transition day where we say we're gonna keep these five things, and then everything else we're gonna have to see new things. And it'll be interesting to see what they bring on that aspect. But no, like, Desi's got a nice second wind ever since the gold, and she's been playing well. But I could see her in that role. We'll see. I am I want to see Malouf actually in the in the Sinclair role, in that 9 dropping as a 10, how Beth Priestman plays them a little bit more centrally. And I want to see her okay. play more centrally there to see kind of how that works because I think there's an opportunity – with there, if she played there and can continue to succeed there, I think she could, I mean, again, enough, this could, we could tail off. The ADHD is real with me, but yeah, the, what we All will, good. we will, go, we, we will, we will have that conversation there. Okay. <laughs> um Player who hasn't featured yet. We'll, we'll call it that. Player who hasn't featured yet for the national program, who you'd love to see go on the women's side. <sighs>
1: um so i have uh, i have t- two in mind um clarissa Larissi, uh who's been on my podcast one. uh and uh stride um those are my two you're laughing are they really
0: yeah legitimately i have okay um, so yeah, leg- so i'm gonna two. go with
1: ottawa so i'll go with Larissi. um yeah. uh i'm she like she doesn't have the the league pedigree mm. yet. Um, you know, like Scotland's a good league, but she needs to to move to a higher level. And uh, I think she probably will in the next year or two. Um, and I'm really excited to see what she does there. But uh, I would I would love to see her get an invite and uh, and uh, you know a cap to her name and and you know see what she she does at, at uh, that level.
0: No, agreed. You? Yeah, I mean Larissi uh, and stratagakis I have Erin, who I do uh, woman content with. She has been banging the Stratagakis drum for so long that so I basically Stockholm syndrome into it, and I'm just like, no, I need to see it too. I am, I'm there for it. I'm happy. I'm excited. And like getting her the call up there is great. A nice shout out for that she made the Nigeria friendlies, but then also Mary uh, uh Maluf, who played at the Arnold Clark Cup, and there I want to see her get a little bit more time as well, but. Yeah. yeah, those are my two. My two are like, he's not going to say both. Once you said, she's going to say Stratagakis. That's, yeah, that, he's definitely going to do it. No, man. Yeah, that's, those would be my players. And again, we're going to have a conversation on that side. I may even, at some point I'll just be like, AC, you in? You want to join in? It's me, Josh, and we're going to just talk. We'll chop it up as we say in Jamaica. Even
1: Let's in do it. Jamaica. Let's do it, yeah.
0: Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> it's i'm a man of many talents apparently uh really quick before we leave though, josh where can people find you um i know we mentioned a little bit before but if people are looking for more content from yourself where can they find it
1: uh you're welcome to follow me on twitter my personal account at omg it's josh uh or at step over podcast which is a step over podcast account you can also follow me on instagram uh same accounts and Uh, The podcast is available on Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Perfect. Josh, it's been a great conversation. We've talked about everything except food, which is a good step. We'll do the next one. Definitely the next one. Next time. Definitely we'll do that. Yes. All right. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being here. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. And guys, uh, tune in for more content. Until then, bye-bye for now.